jazz is playing. I'm ready. We're just jumping right into this episode. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. I better stop the music before the <laughs> algos flag me and mm-hmm. say, ooh, you can violate standard operating procedure of the suffering human, but you will not violate the copyright. <laughs> yeah, copyrighted suffering. It's funny how suffering becomes law. Um, it's funny what law is made of. Um, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about my my family of attorneys and what a poet is and my my dreams. Of course, every son has a dream of working with his father and clearing up all the boundaries between them and having a united vision of the future. Um, and my family is is lawyers and maybe I'm an equal opposite reaction, became a, a poet. And um, yeah, holidays are a time that kind of bring up what is and is not real about family and seeing what adults really are, which seem to be just serfs defending access to health insurance. I'm sort of embarrassed for what adults really are. Um, Mm. Especially when I see the inner child alive in them. It's very sweet to see someone in their 50s act like a little child watching a movie. It's beautiful. But then to watch them resume their obedience and their their hope that they are loved by a spouse. The hope Mm. that they are protected by an institution when every player in the game is rung out to absolutely fatal state, everyone's in an emergency state and we depend so much on other players. And I don't know how we keep going. I don't know how I am still standing, holding it together. I don't know. Mm. Merry Christmas. Merry freaking Christmas. Uh, (laughs) For those jumping in, I want to say this is why we're doing these courage sessions with my man on the socials, GP Lewis, because he stands in the reality of his truth at the knife's edge with the madman behavior or courage and or both to share the moment, the reality. So we're not trying to clean these words up. We want you to be challenged by them. Whatever happens, we don't have an agenda or a plan. This is simply uh, an excuse for us to get together. Um, and and since this is the last two, I'll just give this one thing from episode one, if you missed it. Uh, he and I connected years ago, and I have seen him consistently you know, live his truth. And that's inspiring to me for a number of reasons. So uh, yeah, surfs for health insurance. Ding! <laughs> that's like the title of, if we titled these episodes, that's the title. I, I can't, I seriously can't even on this episode go into the strategy of the way that I have played that game to mm. do what I've needed to do to take care of my family and uh, the, the art of what I know I'm supposed to live. It is, yeah. uh, it is, yeah, it's just bananas. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm stirred by that. Let me, let me riff on that a bit and you can rein me back in. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I understand what you're saying of you can't let the world know and you can't put in stone um, what you did as far as lying on your taxes 
or lying to different paperwork bureaucracies. Um, what's true is no one cares to come hunt you down. And I think I'm learning to unlock that strength for myself, right? My, my truth is powerful. My, my passion is palpable. My, my rejection of anything that I think is an authority, um, either rejection of it or leveraging of it. And I will switch between both voices. And I've been called a code switching MFer. Um, and I don't mind. Um, the, maybe the thing we're afraid of is that nobody wants to actually come and hunt us down. Nobody actually has the energy or the care or the, the incentive to come and give us that, not just punishment, but I think being found out. Like, I think we deeply crave someone to come in and unravel our game and unravel our, our web of, of lies and, and, and inconsistencies and being two-faced and code switching. But I think the most terrible fact is no one else is coming. Yeah. No one's, no one can get in. I, I think for me, the reality is um, that, and, and this, you know, to be clear, it's, it's receiving services and signing a statement that I'll pay this, knowing mm. that at certain seasons, there's no way I can pay this, but I am going to get what my kid needs. Um, yep. and, and that part of, you know, just, just knowing you're doing that. And, and sure, I think society does culture some sociopathic tendencies of callousness where you don't even care. You don't even consider that you're putting your word on something that you can't do. Um, and so at least I'm, I'm thankful for whatever was there that would allow me to consider it. But also no shame in the fact that I, my kid needs emergency services or whatever would have been happening in the circumstances at that time. I will sign this statement knowing that when it comes down and there were these choices to be made over the years between groceries or this, <laughs> I'm ignoring this. Um, and, you know, this is the reality that's so mind boggling to me, having been through these rebuilding moments and these absolute bottoms. Um, that that yeah nobody's going to come rescue you you are going can you get a little bit of help from people sure do i have friends and i would include you in that circle like if if you had it and i needed it dude i know and and vice versa yep but at the end of the day it does come down to this reality of we're figuring out how to step into the terror of that and I think yeah. this is something you, for those of you that want to get on the most powerful social media train ever, it's <laughs> the Jeff Lewis DMs. But uh, <laughs> in a direct message you had sent about the the effort people make to never feel that terror, to keep the <laughs> sheriff on speed dial, yeah. like you said. Dude, Oof. I was like, we're Oof. so afraid yeah. of that. And yet that's where we're transformed. And uh you know, these days, yeah. these moments, Christmas, all that stuff. It's, it's, people are afraid to feel that terror and jazz, jazz exposes yeah. you. I don't know what we're going to do next. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, jazz, I mean, jazz players, right. And I've, you know, and this goes for, for writers and musicians and comedians and filmmakers. I've really been more drawn to the interviews with those artists with those individual creative professionals who had to become professionals 
in order to survive. I'm actually more interested in, in their fight against their own past and their own selves that propelled them into the arts rather than looking at their movies. Right. I mean, again, mm-hmm. I've, I've read fewer, I've read fewer books. I've watched fewer movies, listened to fewer albums um, than, than some folks who are in the arts and who are also creative writer, researcher types like me. Um, because the artist's temperament is just the thing that is the thing to understand is like, what is their refusal? How do they keep going in the world as adults focused on their obsessions? Right. And you hear stories of people got all kinds of help, right? Some people had trust funds. Some people had dutiful spouse. Some people, and a lot of people struggled and, and suffered and, and health prevented them from doing work. And they were all sorts of, all sorts of, over, of overcomings. Um, so I don't know, maybe yeah. I need to share more of, of mine and, and dare to let it be etched in stone. Cause I think if you dare to let yourself be seen, then you can be helped. Um, and I'm sort of at, at the madman's madman's edge right now of, Facing the barriers between me and being helped, mm-hmm. facing the why I resist, why I cling, why I kick and scream against invitations, um, possibilities, offers. Right, you have to cultivate a lot of patience and a lot of passion, and bring both to the table. Because yeah, it's a fear of losing freedom. And I think yeah. that's what keeps people locked, right? And I'm I'm just as fierce about my maintenance of boundaries as property owners are about their guns and about access to the sheriff and access to whatever keeps the story intact, right? And right. I right now am living at the madman's edge of I can feel myself gripping for a story. I can feel myself gripping for it. And I'm realizing, you know what? It's not going to be easier anywhere else. This is the last stand. This is the stand. This is the, the guns to their heads. I'm in, I'm in it. I'm right there. I'm watching it. I'm looking at it on screen right now. I'm, I'm seeing the standoff and it's like, oh, whoa, I'm in control of both sides. <laughs> this is just my movie. This is just the movie. I, wow. And I see it on screen. Listeners won't see this, but but Chris see this. Chris sees this. I've got my two hands formed in the shape of a gun, both pointed at my head. These are the, these are the same hands I used to make little dog, see like like little like like doggy symbols like that. You see, do shadows on the wall. You can see it. How um, quick the perspective changes. It's, it's a long spiral of, of letting yourself out of jail. And it's very ancestral. It's very much thousands of years ago. And it's like, I'm the spore that came up, right? The sperm is still swimming and it's cultural. It's not, it's not about the actual biology, though, of course it is too. Biology, physics, story, imagination, mythology. It's like intertwined. That's why DNA, we, we see the shape. And like even seeing my hands on screen now reminds me of of sculptures. And it's like, we make what we are. And it's like, we can't bear being what we are. You know, Albert Camus said that human beings are the only animal that can't be what it is. 
we can't be what we are. We need to be something that we aren't yet. And it's an obsession. We're choked with passion. We must go, go, go until you change, until you stop and you can sit still and become a, a Buddha or something like that. There was a phrase that you're taking me back to from uh, a work, what feels like a previous life, but uh, it was the author posited the things that you do that are destructive for you as with this phrase, a less wild lover. Um, the comparison was to the sacred, the divine God in that context, and the less wild lovers that we that we trade for. And and even like we were talking about with personal finance, you know, I am struck by the terror that people feel to manage every part of that in a way that society has said, do this or you suck. And and some of the leading voices in it. Uh, and no doubt I reflect my own story in this, uh, that I think of like a Dave Ramsey who got out of his mess and messes happened by bankruptcy. Like people don't think about that because then, you know, he's going to guide people and I'm not blanket throwing him under the bus. I don't know enough about it, but I know there are statements like work three jobs if you have to. Um, and, uh, and in other words, be oppressed, suffer, don't be there for your family. These were the things that I could hear coming through mm. the message, even if he didn't mean it. And so for me, it goes over and over back to this idea that what is the thing that I'm terrified from? What is the thing that I'm yep. running from? It's as old as Joseph Campbell made it. It's the, the cave we're running from as the treasure we seek. And that's why I am, you know, why I've been thrilled to do these sessions with you. I'm so proud of each one and, and whatever today is in the next one, because all we're doing is providing this uh, opportunity for people to come in and hear the music that something will say they'll leave with and go, what if I ran into that thing that I'm running from? Yeah. What if? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, it, and this usually happens with me in winter. It certainly happened the last few winters, right? I keep thinking fall is my best time, but really fall is just a warm up. And winter is really the thing of, man, it's just 15 hours of me listening to my movie and it's loud and clear terror all day. And I can't turn the, the TV off and I just have to sit and listen to it. And it's like, God, am I just going to keep listening to this for 30 years and just like barely improve 1% every year? Because I mean, again, all all these things, it, it's to the it's up to the minute. It's up to the minute. And and what would you say to somebody who would be listening to this right now and want to rescue you from that and say, "I want to, I want you to have peace from your mind. I want you to feel rescued from this." You know, that's a good question of what my oxygen is. Um, I think people. Um, sharing my writing and art and thoughts with their people and adding their own spin, that is oxygen. So a, a quote tweet on Twitter is one way. Um, 
telling, yeah, I mean, really my oxygen is, I, is, I guess, commentary and engagement, which, which sounds totally cliche, but it's like, when you tell me in public, it's your vulnerability that helps give us courage. It's crazy how much that powers me for two months, right? People throw away comments of this, this got me. That powers me for months. It's crazy. It's crazy how it is fuel. Yeah. What would you say to people that say, okay, you, Jeff, you need to become more enlightened. If you transcend this more, mm-hmm. you would suffer less. Mm-hmm. I've got my own thoughts of how I would answer that if people said that to me. What? Well, I mean, I think I would just say that I am doing what you are suggesting I'm doing already. And I'm doing it in the the long, slow, boring, unsexy, invisible ways that it will actually happen if <laughs> one like me were actually to follow through on your advice. Um, I'm already doing it and I'm going to keep doing it. And it's nice to hear your voice. Um, I already knew what to do. I'm already doing the thing. Um, and it's like, so how do I be nice and thank them and express what it means? And also say, you don't know who I am at all. And you're here telling somebody else to go do a thing. Whereas let me remind you that everyone we come to is a different mirror. And that actually you're talking to yourself through talking to me. We're not separate. We're not separate. So I just want you to remember that, right? Because I think anyone who tries to give me advice, it's a bit of a, it's a gentle stab. It's like, you're going to poke me with your sword and my good friends do it as they should, right? They unwind all my thoughts about everything that I would say, you know, we could spend three hours sitting in a, in a living room and I'll, you know, say how I'm going to make it and how it's going to work. And it's, I know how to play their position. It's easy. I, I dismantle myself all day. It's like, there's nothing you can tell me. I haven't told myself, come on, come on. You've stared at my soul for 15 hours a day. How much have you, how much have you read of my stuff? <laughs> huh? Have you clicked the link in bio? How deep have you gone? Were you there with me in 2013, 2017, two months ago, two hours ago? You sure you read everything I've done last three days? I've written so much in the last three days. I can't recognize it from three, from three days ago. So Should what, I quiz you? What would happen if somebody gave you a false rescue from the gnashing of your teeth? What, what, how does it damage you? What does it keep from happening? Yeah, it reminds me of a, a good friend named Michael who is an entrepreneur who has since dabbled with getting jobs and owning homes and having spouses and having dogs and having, having nice, nice things. Um, he told me years ago, he said, um, jobs for people like us will always be band-aids and they always hurt to rip off. Um, so when you say what would a false rescue be, um, from happening, if somebody could, if somebody that would have kind of like more well-meaning, well-meaning, but advice that is like, well, just go do this. And and let's say you were to go do that and it would solve an immediate problem. 
money, health insurance, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what does it, what does it keep from happening? What does it circumvent? And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm struck with mm-hmm. my own mm-hmm. remembering, even in asking. No. This. Yeah, no. And I mean, it's like this, this, this like sends me off and it's like, well, actually the easiest thing to do is to take out 200 K of loans. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to pay it back anyway. And that, that bank balance is just fake anyway. Yeah. Like, like the further you go into debt, the less the numbers even matter. Cause it's like, like you're never going to get it. Like, like it's fine. Like yeah. I'm not going to live that way, but it's like, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like you have a story. It's like, Oh wow. Like, look at me. I borrowed 200 K I'm going to go get a master's of fine art and a PhD at NYU in creative digital intersectional anthropological blah, da, 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 da. It's like amazing. Wow. Oh my God. I can see you now. You're institutionalized. You're, you're in glass. I can see you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. Um, so what would it stop from happening? Um, you know, it's hard to be a wild animal. It really, really is. And, um, you, you lose the wildness, which ends up being okay. I think, I think 35 is not too young to give up being a wild animal. Making it to 40, it, it sounds hard. I'm, I'm willing to work 15 hours a day, seven days a week. I've been doing it since coming back to New York. And uh, I understand what is ahead and trying to manipulate your leverage and use your, your kindness and your perspective and your generosity to, to angle your way to somehow getting into safety and security. Um, will I forget what it's like? If I become, man, I mean, I'm even scared to go above 25K of savings because I know it just makes you fat and lazy. I know <laughs> it does. I know it does. And I, I love my superiority when it comes to my friends who are employed, who are terrified to go below 45. And I tell them, it's practice. Yeah. Call me when you get to five. Call me when you, when you can't see two months ahead because that starts to correspond to the heartbeat. Boom, 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 boom. That starts to correspond to ones and zeros of what makes the content immediate we see. That starts to correspond boom, 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 with warriors on the battlefield, our ancestors. That starts to correspond to what the heartbeat of civilization really has been for thousands of years. And you're actually not doing anything important if you aren't in touch with that you're a money changer and i like this idea of money changers and you know jesus the great artist being this guy who flipped the tables over said these money changers are fake professionals useless useless a drain on the system taking up salary and health insurance proverbially as it were but here i think you need to take it away from here because i'm out of my element Dude, I I wanted I, I, that was unfolding for me in a way that I was resisting trying to anticipate hearing <laughs> Ooh, how the critic nice. would hear it and mm. comment to them, and I'm not going to do it. I just I just <laughs> wanted to experience the purity of it, and uh, you you know. So for me, I can imagine that pressure. I have felt that pressure from people at different points in lots of different ways. And, um, 
for me, it comes down to this idea of like, this is the vision that, that is here in, in me now. This vision is not something that I have to have to be whole. Like I've got to go prove to the world I can do this. Um, it's, it's, it's even more primal than that. This vision, it just is. There is, there is no choice. This is the isness yeah. of my day. This is what I am going to go do. To yeah. not do this is to die. Yeah. And even if, true story, from my world, I live many times through the years of within like, oh, if that deal doesn't close, you know, groceries, got to buy groceries later tonight, you know, whatever. I mean, it's been amazing, crazy mm. nick of time stories. Mm. Mm. And, and, and that oh, has I'm been, so scared to go there. God, I'm scared to go there. Well, for me, it's been the most beautiful gift to live in the tension of that and not be suffocated under the panic mm. you know to to know that yes the moment is urgent but to not panic with it um yeah it's Man. it's been the greatest yeah. gift of these last many years or whatever and yeah uh, and i know that's where i need to go right i i i i think what what the institution would save me from is legitimate panic legitimate true felt where my heart and my silence becomes as big as the cosmos. That's what it would save me from. And it's the scariest, loneliest place in the world. And there is 0.001% visibility and oxygen and is the narrowest pathway out. And you have to be so slow and you're so full of doubt it would be way too easy if I have an escape hatch and say, oh, just email your professor. Oh, just ask the person next to you. Mm. Oh, like, because I also know how things are graded and the grades mean nothing. Yeah. No one's qualified to grade you. <laughs> no one is qualified to grade you. At all. We're living in the past. We're living in the past with a totally archaic system of measurement and reward. It is just asinine. It is, it is embarrassing is not the right word. I don't even know the word to use. How depraved and archaic and medieval our system is. It is, so here's something that you're drawing up in me. A friend told me this for years, it was super helpful. So for those that don't have any context on it, launched into site shift uh, full time with this would have been in January 2015 uh, launched into it full time and completely changed from my previous network so starting over uh sold one of our cars got a couple weeks operating expenses a friend would pick me up and literally drop me off in a part of town where I wanted to do meetings why I just felt like I was supposed to do meetings there that's a whole other story worked out amazing but um Dude, just the time after time after time, you're up against the wall. And for me, it would oftentimes, I'd do the sauna in the morning at the gym, back when you'd go to the gym every day and I'd do the sauna and like, okay, this is what has to happen today or this week. And it won't go just like I think. 
there's just no way. That's not how things work. But something's going to unfold in here and in, in this, and it's going to train me, and it's going to grow me, and it's going to develop me. And I was doing my best to keep a resilient mindset, but yet it was lonely. It was tough, and there were people that came beside me in that. And and sometimes I, you know, I, I would complain a little bit to a friend. Go, dude, this just it's not fair. And I know the right answers. Life isn't fair. This is what grows you. And he would say this over and over. He goes, you know, and and he was in a salaried position. Um, and he just goes, you're living more, you're living closer to reality than everyone else. Everyone <laughs> else, mm-hmm. y- you know, and, mm-hmm. and I don't need to hear that from a place of superiority. Sure. It's not, yeah, it's, it's parallel. It's the opposite. It's not superior. It's parallel. I need to hear it for comfort because what's my problem that I can't, you know, go live this normal life. What's wrong with me that I can't you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it. And it doesn't mean it's the path for everybody, but I know that when I wake up the real world for most of human existence is the cave is hungry. What are we going to go catch? Yeah. Yeah. You are living close to reality. And I, I think, when I tell my friends and family, it's like, I've got five to 10 years left of 15 hour days. Um, and I've got it all mapped out and like, I just like need the space and time to do it. And it's like, I know what I need to do. Um, I just need the, per- I just like, like I'm going to do that work and I want to make it easier on myself. And so here's what perfect conditions would look like. And it's not many demands at all. And it doesn't cost much more than a living wage legitimate living wage is really all I need. Um, and there's many ways to go ask for it. And it's not that I don't have the email subscribers or the text message numbers or the number of friends. I've got it all mapped out. And I'm always like two, two steps away from unlocking the, well, if I just asked the people who I think would help, I could do it. And it's like, I'm old, like, like, like that's the gravitation of the dream and the vision is like, I'm, I'm so close. I'm so close. It's right there. And I know what to say and it's going to happen. It just has to unfold. And it's like, that's true. At the same time, it's like, it's so cold in New York. My housing is lost. I need to ask all over again, why I'm staying here. Why am I here? Why can't I go home? Should I go home? What would it be like if I went home? What is home? And it's like, these two things are throbbing and loud simultaneously and it gets bad in winter and it gets bad in the pandemic and it gets bad when you're outside the institution. It gets bad when you're forging your own path, when you've committed to being a pioneer, when you've committed to being an artist, when you've committed to your own voice and your own truth. And it's like, well, I made it farther than I ever thought I would. And the road is longer than I ever thought it would be. And I'm more prepared than I ever thought I could be. And I'm more patient than I thought anybody could become. And I have the integrity somehow, somehow to keep all the communication lines between the 50 people who matter to me. Somehow I keep playing those strings and conducting a symphony of just continuing to do the next right thing and being generous and being smart and being good and adding value. And it sounds like a lot of ego, and it probably is. It's also part of a cure and a strangling down of the ego 
you've given me a good a good image of was it Jacob wrestling God on the beach? Um, this is the wrestling match, right? This is the wrestling match, and I don't know if it can be institutionalized. I think I'm the one who puts on the stage show. I don't know if I could go, but you know what? We're debunking this because I wouldn't do this if not for you. I wouldn't be doing this if not for the stage you're giving me and giving us and we, both of us in this box. See, it's funny. I'm, I'm looking above on the Zoom screen. I can't get my finger over to your box. You're, you're next to me. You're over here, but you can't see. Anyway, um, yeah, I like collaboration. I like collaboration and each of us having our own sovereign business in the empire that we live in, right? I need someone, here's how someone could help. I love lawyers. I love the law. I love being a good little boy in addition to being an outsider and a monster. So teach me how to make an LLC. Come into my madness and sadness and fear and love me. And by that, I mean, help me grasp what an LLC is or whatever. See, and again, I'm in trouble. Again, I'm doing the thing again of give me some letters, give me a, a moniker, give me a name to conquer under. But it's like, well, I need to make this a business. And I live in America and I accept the embarrassment and shame of being an American. Fine, fine. I accept it. I surrender. I lay down my sword. Now, how can I do the impossible thing of launching a business. And then the, I'm open to it. Yeah. I, I want to come back to that practically, but I want to, you know, we are made by the institutions of our lives initially. And then we get to choose, are we going to become our own poets in process so that then we go and remake the institutions make new ones or just stand outside of them being a voice to help, you know, uh, call attention, flip the tables of the money changers as it will. So, so for me, when I hear you expressing some of these things, I hear a poet in process and I want to get into just because that's a little bit of my wiring, the practicality of like forming the... So Christmas morning, my daughter got a gift and it was really cool. And it printed out a picture from her phone. And it's like this little thing. And I was like, oh my God, you know what you can do with that? Go to school, tell people, because this is a perfect size to go in the back cover of your phone. And, <laughs> and, and it's a sticker. Like, you know what you could do? You could tell people. Then mow me 10 bucks. I'll take a picture of you. It'll print it right now. It's a sticker. Uh, you know, to a ton of these kids, $10 is throwaway money. They're going to hit their parents up for it later. And this isn't even like any kind of like <laughs> private school, it's just the reality of economics. And so, but point of that is, you know, I'm like, you could literally make hundreds of dollars in the next few months, you know, and that could be an amazing thing for her to do, to be empowered, to find freedom, to, to open up some visionary entrepreneurial pathways, it could also be the worst thing for her to do. It could like degrade her soul. She could, you know, form some kind of relationship with money that isn't healthy. And because all of the stuff we're talking about, it's not that it's positive or negative, it's how we relate to it. It's not these yeah. simple binary categories. And so anyway, I did have to be like, Calm it down, son. Go, yeah, whatever you want to do, you know. But if you want to, phonecoverbook.com is available on GoDaddy. I already looked at it. No, I didn't really do that. But so, so I can spring into action on those kinds of things 
eagerly excited uh, to to help you even in, in any way that you would ever want. So just saying that we're here recording it, whatever, hit me up later if you really want to in any way structure some of those things. But I also know this, is there any artist you respect that did not go through their own gnashing? I don't think so. Yeah. No, the gnashing, it's like you need to come to rock bottom and realize rock bottom is water and that it's fine down there. You can lie down on rock bottom. It's actually a river. You can roll into it, roll out of it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the earlier example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Funny enough, you brought me back to, to middle school and, uh, you know, I, I grew up, I was born in 1986. So came, came into the teenage years in the, in the late nineties, um, making CDs. I remember paying five bucks for, uh, some, some burned CDs. Cause of course you can, you could download individual, well, you could burn CDs on, on blank CDs, um, using your desktop computer. Um, you could also download individual songs from Napster uh, and make CDs using software on the computer. So those those things were were sold at at school. Um, I'm still in touch with those guys. One guy in particular has become an entrepreneur. He's actually become a client, just like you have been. And I actually thanked you guys in the same tweet once in March 2019. <laughs> Cause you and him and another guy all were, all were paying clients one month. Right. I have a few, have a few good months every few years. Um, yeah. Um, here's what I, yeah. Well, here's what I need. You need, you need to want to save yourself and you need to, to learn how to taste your own reluctance to keep going because nobody's going to come in and make you, want to not die. Nobody mm-hmm. helps you with that. That's a solo conversation with you and the darkness. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people um do Netflix and work email at night. Mm-hmm. And they don't write down their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Whereas I insist on reverse engineering the whole thing that the the the, the digital obedience status games I play for salary and the media I consume, I'm actually going to become a first order creator and understand where any of that stuff comes from. Both the urge to have email driven kingdoms of work and money and profits, right? That urge for power and control, which is my king side, left brain side, even though that analogy pisses some people off. And then what makes art interesting? What, what do people watch on Netflix? It's hero's journeys. It's people who believe in themselves, right? Anybody who's safe, all of a sudden they turn to watching a show like say a top chef where people are out there trying to compete with their homegrown passionate skills. And they're up there and they're asked, they're asked by the panel of judges, who are you doing this for? And they say, I'm doing it for my hometown. I'm doing it for my mom's. I'm doing it for my, my cousin who died of brain cancer. I'm doing it for X, Y, Z. And it's like, people will pay money and people will obey some predictable thing in order to watch people really believe in themselves. Mm. Well, and, and I think for me, you know, 
there are people that are, I'm thinking of a single parent holding down so much, Netflix and email at night. But what happens for them the next morning? Because no shame. I mean, no shame. To, to, I wish it was easier. And no yes. shame. I, and I didn't sense any of that from your words. Out of anybody, I feel like, yeah, you have the same vibe as me on this. It's like, did you put one foot in the front of another for another day? Way to freaking go. Um, but that that what they feel watching that hero's journey on Netflix, they also feel two days later when they read some of your poetry somewhere. You know, that that yeah. that that's the idea. You're paying a price, not everyone yeah. will pay. Yeah. And that's fine, no shame on that. You're paying a price not everyone will pay to create to 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 bring goodness out of the caverns that are being cut yeah. within you. Yes. Yeah, I mean I I now see myself as part of a mainstream media. Right? I mean Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and Medium and Tumblr, they're they're all owned. They're all owned by big conglomerates and I think Facebook, the company, is garbage. I think it's such a talent drain of brilliant minds. And it's all for like, it's a glorified town square with a message board. It's a glorified message board is all the Facebook technology is. And it's like, all and I say that and, you know, I've watched. There's another, you know, I, I have many found fathers. There's another one. His name is Ryan. Last name starts with F. I'm not going to name him, but... He'll know it if he ever finds his way to these words. Um, has worked on Newsfeed. Has worked on a product that ships out to a billion people. And has led design organizations within the corporate sector, tech, and having to appease the board of directors and helping put together metrics reports for board offsites, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's heroic work. You are a poet warrior king in that arena. And um, you're going to the heart of the matter. You're going to the heart of the matter, right? That is poet's work. And you're, you know, what is silence and um, solitude to the poet is to that warrior design director, the very, very loud. um, It's almost like a... I want to say it's like an undergrowth with a bunch of like worms popping up and like all these like, like worker worms. And it's like the, the loud screaming of everybody who's there is the thing you go operate on. I think it's the same, same shape. You know, I have a screaming org within me of a bunch of combination of junior cadets and mediocre bad guys and people who, you know, can't see beyond their own self-interest. I've got every kind of person in me. And I've learned how to see it. And I believe everyone else has this as well. And so actually the outer is the same as the inner. Mm. The job you go do with others is actually, you, you listen to the coworkers with the same voice and the same ear as you listen to your own whispers from your heartbeat until that voice gets so loud and it's like more than a friend it's more than a spouse i i don't know how to describe i don't know how to name the voice in my head but 
the lecture is nonstop. Mm. Um, and I think this is the part about like modern day meditation to me that's so sad because you can do mindfulness meditation in such a way that you get past the the madness of some of that. We're using this term to talk about this fury, this intensity, this vision. Um, and, and you lose some of the desire to explore it and to understand it. Um, and that might be what you need to do for a while to get through a hard time. But if there isn't some kind of originating North Star, the pulsing heartbeat, and that for me is where mindfulness gets beyond to the real transformative piece where you learn how to fall back into the subconscious, the unconscious. What is it giving you? What's it showing up? What's it offering up? Mm. Who for you have been some of the voices to help you know your voice, like the truth of who you are, where you're coming yeah. from, the still quiet voice that it's referred to. Who, who comes mm-hmm. to mind for you have been some places that call you back to that in some of your most insecure, hurting moments? Yeah. Henry Miller is a name that comes up first. Um, I mean, I can throw a D.H. Lawrence and a Lawrence Durrell in there as well. They're all kind of in the same in the same crowd. And I think uh, certainly Lawrence and Henry were were friends. Um, yeah, just a an insistence on calling a spade a spade, an insistence on calling yourself out when you know you're obeying without thinking about the impact. Um, just an insistence on doing the right thing, and so you just need to keep saying no. I mean, Jean-Paul Sartre was a similar way. It's like the, his philosophy was no, Like no, that's my philosophy is no. (laughs) And you just don't obey if you don't trust them to have a vision and you don't believe it. It's like, I insist on believing I will not obey without belief. I will not do it. And if I need to become a screaming thing here saying, I will not obey then let me be, have a spike jam through me, light me on fire, take a picture, and there's my Wikipedia article. I don't care. That won't hurt as much as my night tonight full of regrets because I know I'm living a lie. I am the place where I debunk that and I change the world. I am the place. I am the place. It is my body that takes it in. And I have to do the fight. It happens to me. Right. And this is true of everybody. And you know this. And you know, this is just, you know, and I know I'm just another religious figure. Right. Again, I'm seeing myself on screen. I'm just another, I'm just another dude talking about religion and belief and what's good and right and how to do it. Right. But I'm not, I'm not yet suggesting solutions because I don't know if I know how to even envision that yet. I have ideas, but I'm not, I'm not here prescribing. I'm saying, what I'm prescribing is an antidote to your need to need prescriptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't obey. I love that wording. Which, by the way, I have to say this for those listening. He does have a beard and long hair, so do with that what you will. <laughs> uh, but the idea being, yeah, you're you're saying don't just say yes, don't just go along with it. 
obeying without considering the impact. I mean, I just love all that phraseology. And that is, that is the starting point. Like, um, Nietzsche talks about this camel lion child progression, right? What I take from so much of what you're articulating, and and this is not to reduce it down. This is not to categorize it. This is not to segment it. This is none of that. People need that to get out of being the camel. Now, you know, when I think about what I'm doing with people, I am... You know, I was a lion in college, like literally went and tried to meet with my president, but they would only let me meet with the vice president uh, because they were leaving some association. And this is so stupid. This is like pharisaical 1% doesn't even matter. But I was, you know, I kid you not, like this is wrong. We can't do this. I went to the dean of my department because a professor had a whack view and had to hold him accountable. I was that self-righteous, I'm a camel and you're going to be a camel with me. <laughs> and as I started leaving some of that, that lion energy of like, let's burn this whole thing down, I just happened to be in an institutional job. That if I would have done that that way, it would have done unnecessary violence to the people around me. So I had to kind of like, you know, sit in the private lion thoughts <laughs> uh, and, and it was it was life transforming and and now for me uh it's not like you reach this point and it's like yeah what i'm trying to do is side shift we want to help people get to that phase of i don't serve an ideology nor do i have to build my life around rejecting one mm. i live the truth of who i am the child but we're mm. ever going through that Right. There's something in me today that I don't even know it. Tomorrow I'm gonna be like, what? That is a camel behavior. I am letting people put that on me. I don't have to do that. And I'm gonna feel that lion energy. Anyway. Well, it 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 rises up my my resistance to being coached as well, right? I've never been your customer. I've never been your student. I've never gone through your process because you know what? I knew that at the top of this chain is an unreliable narrator. And what he sells is endings. What he sells is solutions. I can see that's how the game works. And so I'm going to go around the long way up and I'm going to realize that whoever's in charge here is actually my peer. Mm. And I'm going to be seen not as a student, not as a customer, not as one of many, not as any part of your metrics. I'm going to tunnel a long, 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 long way around that. I'm going to meet you as a peer. And I want to um, cut this out of the recording. No, I'm kidding. His face. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not to to say that it doesn't work. But I am also, I think I'm also here to here to prove that anybody's solution stops with me. Anybody's prescription of how to get better and how to monetize and save yourself through sheer onway and aggression and fixing yourself and then being a wounded healer. I am going to prove that your solution does not work. I'm going to meet you in the muck of confusion and rage and wishing there was a solution. I'm going to meet you there and I'll keep meeting you there. I'll make time because there's no better meeting for me to do than to go to that and have you record it and have you share it with your people. There's no, there's no, nothing worth my time mm. more than that. And I'm willing to, to do it for, you know, free 
because I think that I give my work away for free. And in fact, it doesn't cost me much. Mm. In fact, I'm indebted and life is hard Mm. and death is a soft place and it can wait. Mm. And, um, work is its own cure. Yeah. And there, it's not about, about having a solution. It's not about being done. I, I will not be a person you send away with my sword to go off and fight. No, no, I'm going to stay with you. I'm going to stay with you because I want to see what it's like to rule this place. And I welcome what you just expressed because I, I believe you don't graduate even the work we do with people, we're not giving you a map that you're done. We're giving you something you never graduate, but you have to return to continually. Because to not return to it continually is to think you come to a place where you're beyond. And the minute you're beyond, <laughs> you go, oh, thank you that I'm not like that person. Yes. But it's that person. And this is an old story from my past. You know, this is the, since we've already gone down this path, let's do it again. There's two people praying. One's the tax collector. In other words, he steals from his people and puts his people's children in debtor's prison so he can have everything he wanted and more as he yeah. serves Rome. There's that person who is evil and represents the worst of the worst in their culture. And then there's the person who is the upstanding religious leader. And the upstanding religious leader says, thank you that I'm not gross like him. Haven't betrayed my people like him. I haven't. And of course, the great teacher says, only one of them goes home. Okay. And it's the one that in humility says, you know, I am, I am flawed. I am broken. And that's the reality. We all are flawed and broken. I, I feel like all I've articulated in my work is just a way to keep the momentum of your insecurity. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Working towards the awareness of your insight and growth. That's it. That's all I'm trying Say to that do. again. That was so good. The the momentum I'm of trying your in, the momentum of your insecurity. That was so good. The momentum of your insecurity. Working towards your awareness and your insight. Um, your awareness of your insight. Yeah. So good. Dude, that's a winning line. Wow. The momentum of your insecurity. That is amazing to let that be the train, let that be the driver, this loud vulnerability, right? Because my vulnerability is loud. My fear is loud. My doubt is so loud. It's the clearest perfectly written movie ever. My doubt is so loud and so clear. And I there's no way to put it to the side and obey and remember, oh, wait, who, who's, who's, who's that person's boss's boss? And, oh, that email came. It's like, oh, they, they want this report when? And again, I'm not, I'm not superior to that world. I wish I had the security that world gave me. I, I certainly miss making $100,000 a year. I miss having great health insurance. I miss having short lines to see the doctor. I miss being taken care of. And I hope and look forward to and deserve to be taken care of. And it's not happening yet. Winter Dude, 2021. I miss paid vacation. I miss Christmas bonuses, man. Like, yeah. you know, you, and this is the thing for me. And this is why I wanted to do these courage sessions. Because you have the courage to feel and share your insecurity rather than run from it. Mm. And, and 
a lot of people, it's going to be too close to the nerve for them to to feel that, which is why you should probably become a fantasy writer because people either escape into fantasy or get into fantasy to enhance who they are. And Mm -hmm. everyone's different depending on how they're approaching. I don't really mean this prescriptively, but the idea being yours is so raw and real and in the moment, sometimes it's going to be too much for some people. Totally. Um, and, And for me, you know, because the ego isn't the enemy. The ego actually protects you from the nerve center of your pain so you can survive the shit of life. But when you're ready to stop surviving, then you just sit down with the ego and say, ego, you know, I'm I'm going to take care of you. I love you. Let me give you a hug. If you could relax a little bit. Let's walk into the nerve center of this pain because the nerve center of this pain, this thing that you're running from is everything that's going to transform your life. Um, You know, so for me, that's kind of what the GP Lewis signature is about at this phase. And that phase won't last forever. There is going to be a phase where the voice is seen and celebrated and you got to, you got to remember, because you got to keep helping us come back into it. Wow, dude. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's a profound compliment and encouragement. Um, It reminds me of something I wanted to say a few minutes ago as well. Uh, The the music producer, Rick Rubin, who Mm -hmm. I think is a role model. I'll I'll name drop him as well. I mean, if I'm following Henry Miller and Rick Rubin, um, I think I'm going to be okay. Um, he has among many great lines and among many great interviews where he invites people to his, um, life work complex in Malibu, California called Shangri-La. He's invited all sorts of artists to come. He's worked with Tom Petty. He's worked with Kanye West. I'll let you go look up Rick Rubin. And, um, I think I listened to a Tim Ferriss episode with him, maybe somebody, but yeah, I was like, I want that sauna lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and we can talk about, uh, yeah, chant and sweat lodges maybe next time. Um, but, uh, he says one thing that stuck with me. He says, I don't produce, I reduce. Mm. That's what a producer does. You reduce what the thing is just like a chef. You know, you ever heard the term balsamic reduction. Mm-hmm. So I'm stoked to be reduced, right? That's why I sort of go on this show. It's why I write so much. It's like, I'm trying to find the center. I know it's there. I'm not afraid it's not there. Um, but I think I, so far the, the fear has kept me going and kept me doing the work of like the fear of not getting to the center today and not getting it. And it's like, somehow I think the center is, is going to rescue me. I think for me, the, the center of my voice and like the nexus of all of the things and all the words and all the thoughts, that's the cave I don't want to enter. But in a sense, it's like, there's no entrance Mm -hmm. to it and you're never not in it, which is maybe another level of kind of questioning and awareness. Um, And it's like, I have to trust that a a combination of my friends, hired professionals, uh, computers, algorithms, um, and randomness can kind of hold all of my raw stuff. I think a lot of people stop too soon. I think a lot of people stop making the raw stuff and because they then want to produce it, make it perfect. And they spend too much time there. And it's like, 
one should consider choosing, or at least one, one should consider whether they are a creator or an editor, an mm. artist or a designer. I think art poses questions, right? But the, I mean, it's, I think it's artists who pose questions, who are rushing headlong into the cave. I mean, anyone who looks at me should be very concerned about me. I'm very concerned about me. Everyone in my life is very concerned about me. No one knows what to do with someone who is in the middle of questions and can't even articulate a rational thing. It's like every time I go to answer the question and, and fill the hole and the lack of an, of, a, of an answer with an answer, it's like, ah, I changes the question. And it's like, I'll keep going. And it's like, I keep changing the question. And it's like, I do this on the phone with anybody or alone. It's like, all I can do is, is shrug and, and keep going. And it's like, wish me luck. Money would help. Uh, and it's like, that, that's the point where I think you're both so close to figuring it out. And it's like, I need to throw this away. I need to get rid. I need to stop this madness. And it's like, there's, there's no way to go backwards. There's nothing, there's nothing back there that's going to help. I walked, I walked through that door already. I've been back there. I need to keep going ahead and it's, you keep going and eventually it's enough and some, something appears, something either comes to you or comes out of you. And it's like, this is just the messy middle of having left one shore and not yet being at the next one. And it's like, nobody can help that man. Nobody can help that man except his body. And the limbo of shore to shore, the space between the shores is as wide as the thing you're trying to do that is unique. So if you're trying to do something that is outside of more conventional pathways, there's nothing wrong with those. Everybody's got to make their journey from shore to shore. This is what Seth Godin talks about in the depth. You know, what hard thing are you trying to do? Because however hard it is, how deep that dip is going to be, which is why it is very true. People quit too soon and we quit relative to what we're trying to accomplish. You know, so what is in my head and heart is absolutely foolish and crazy. And I'm captured by it and I can't not move forward on it every day. And it absolutely explains why there were many, 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 many hard moments. And there are still some right now as I'm recording this. And those are a part of it. Um, and that literally, if, if like, I just, I just know, cause I've worked with enough people that if they fell below a certain standing, it, it would be very, very hard. And, you know, you and I know those, those waves keep rocking while we're on the water and we swing way up and we yeah. come down in that wave and. Maybe this would be a great place to let me fit in one. Let me land. fit in one. Yeah. Let me fit in one last little thing before we before we land. Um, you know, today in the shower before I hopped on this call, I thought about leaving New York. I got here three months ago. Um, I'm not sure why I came here. Really, I thought I needed to be here and wanted to be here. Um, and things are getting hard and unknown and and cold and challenging. And I anticipate. The only way to make it out is to really just be lucky and just like shrink down very, very small and play very, very, very small and intentional every minute of the day, 15 hours a day, seven days a week, and not getting anything else except survival 
for, th- for, th- for three months until, until spring. And that's no salvation at all. There will be no revolution. There will be no salvation. There will be no new president. There will be no new anything. It's just the same old problems that no one has wanted to solve. And I'm thinking, do I need to be here? Can I just drop the story? And the unfortunate fact is I can just drop the story. And that it would not be some grand hand wringing where I need to go on stage and make a, you know, screenshot notes app on my phone apology. It's none of that is necessary. It's just how do I move the goalposts, right? To go back to our friend James P. Cars Finite and Infinite Games. How do I play with the boundaries such that the move I'm about to make, and again, back to the Miles Davis jazz, it's like, how do I make that note not a wrong note? Well, it's about the next note you play. Mm-hmm. It's not a wrong note. It's a note. No note stands alone. Mm-hmm. It would be, you know, just because it's easy to say, you know what, I'm actually, I'm going to call this a three, four month, not vacation. It's not been a vacation coming here. It's been a, I had to go on my spirit quest. It's like, oh, I can frame this as this was the this was the cave to go back to and prove I could go there. This was the proof of I'm going to go out in the jungle alone where I'm uncomfortable and listen to what's there and come back changed. Maybe home is is back there. Maybe I do have a home. Maybe I do have a tribe. Maybe I need to stop lying to myself that I'm going to find a new one. Um. So I'm trying to see annually and intergenerationally Um, because it comes back to family, comes back to money, comes back to property, comes back to how you want to live your life, comes back to everything about your practice. And it's like, how you do anything is how you do everything. And it's like, I need to set my life up such that it, I'm not trying to, you know, like a Jay Gatsby, uh, keep growing more and more and more. It's like, no, no, no. I want to make it more, more perfect. It's that Hokusai wave. How, how do I make everything I do and have and don't have and think about a reflection of what I think the ideal balance is? Um, what do I eat? Where do I get that food? Uh, all that stuff. So, and yeah, you know, every child comes from a, from a parent. And yeah. I'm having a lot of psychological unbuilding, rebuilding, unbuilding, rebuilding of my concept of what I owe my family, what they owe me. And it's like, that's just another flavor of the long struggle in the dark that life is. And it's like, nobody has my answers because I'm actually probably more enlightened, more enlightened than them. But they have their own enlightenment too that I don't know about. And it's like, well, help us help you help me help us help them. Start unlocking. Like all I do is unlock. All I do is say what I'm afraid to say. Like, have you, come on, you've been watching, you know who I am. You know who I am. And I don't know, but none, no one gets further, further than doubt than, than wondering, oh man, maybe they don't know. Maybe nobody knows anybody. Well, this is, uh, you know, a number of reasons, but the motive of of exposing 
your voice to, it's not like a ton of people listen to the podcast, you know, but for those that do, and I don't say that to discount anything, but I'm also just not trying to make it sound better than it was, but exposing your voice to people so that they understand they don't have to be afraid of their own doubts and their insecurities. Mm -hmm, Because mm -hmm. when you can hear it and feel it and not run from it, you can transform it. Um, And uh, thank you for the courage to be here to express and for showering before we recorded. So the smell didn't come through. Yeah, We had a pleasant experience. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you everybody for being here. Thanks so much for GP Lewis on the socials, uh, because if you can handle it, you will, (laughs) you will be provoked. Peace, everybody.